Hello and welcome to Wide World of Fan Fiction, where fan fiction is treated as the high art form that it truly is. And today I have another delightful holiday story for you. It is called... The Page is Not Waiting... Nope, I'm joking. It's not called The Page is Not Waiting to Load. It is Winter... <laughs> it is Winter Holidays, X-Men style. Set in Red Witch's Misfit Verse, whatever the hell that is, when Kitty receives an, an anonymous Hanukkah gift, chaos ensues. And that, that is, of course, referring to Katie, Kitty, or Catherine Ann Perot. Is it Ann? Kath it might be Ann. And if it is, who's a nerd? Catherine Pride, who is Jewish and from Plainfield, Illinois, and actually is one of many Jewish X-Men characters. Whoever said the X-Men aren't diverse enough is a is an asshat. <laughs> can, can I say that? I meant the biblical term, donkey. Yeah, yeah, I meant that. Anyway. Seriously, though, they are. <laughs> Have you never read X-Men? Anyway. Kitty Pride receives an anonymous Hanukkah gift. And it is by Anon E. Mouse Jr. And we're going to find out what the misfit verse is. And also, who who hates me and refuses to listen to me because I disagreed with Marvel Studios? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, there we go on another tangent. There are seven chapters. I don't know how many we'll get through. But... The story is about the holidays, and it's about Hanukkah, because Kitty Pratt is Jewish. And disclaimer, I own nobody here. All characters belong to Marvel or Red Witch, the creator of the Misfitverse. Once again, whatever the hell that is. Author's note, I initially sent this idea to Red Witch herself, but she couldn't use it at the time. So I'm doing my best with it. Keep in mind, my writing isn't nearly as good as hers. So. That's a nice disclaimer. So if it doesn't fit your standards, then don't bother to tell, tell me. Finally, someone. Seriously, do you read fan fiction for the high quality literature and grammar? No, no, you don't. If, if you do that, stop, stop. I probably already know. This fic takes place after the winter-themed parody, We're Just a Bunch of Misfits, and ignores continuity from there. I may well adapt her future writings a bit in my offshoot of her timeline, but it depends. At any rate, on with the fic. Warnings is X-Men-centric and features a lot of kitty. If you don't like it, don't read! Stop your haters right! <laughs> I like this person! I and not e Mouse Jr., good for you. Thank you for saying all that we've been thinking. Oh, this was... <laughs> when was this published? December 13th, 2003. And updated December 19th, 2003. Winter Holidays, X-Men Style. Prelude to Holiday Madness, Chapter 1. 
It was the third week of December at the Xavier Institute for Gifted Students, as Kitty Price had a Hanukkah decorations in her room as the other X-Men and New Mutants were decorating the rest of the mansion. A knock came on her door, star startling Lockheed. <gasps> Lockheed is in this? Oh, Lockheed, Kitty's pet dragon. He snorted and went back to his nap. Do you, do you know that Lockheed can talk and he's a dragon and he was in the Pet Avengers? Where's that movie? I'd go see the Pet Avengers. Tippy-toe could be in it. He snorted and went back to his nap. Kitty smiled at her sleeping pet and went to answer the door. Logan, alias Wolverine, was standing there. Hey, half-pite, he growled. Heard Hanukkah starts tomorrow night, and it looks like somebody else heard, too. You've got a really big present downstairs that just arrived. Who from? asked Kitty, smiling sweetly at him, and without any quotation marks. You know what? There was a warning. Don't know, replied the feral man. It just said, chill Kitty. Sorry for the mess this thing caused last time. Hope you enjoy it. Personally, I'd have an x-ray before you open it. Unless Shipwreck is sending me Polly, I doubt it's that dangerous, said Kitty with a shrug. I'll open it tomorrow night. Any word from Hawk, by the way? replied Logan. The misfits are still off investigating Cobra activity down in Antarctica, including the Rock Tumbler. They expect to be back the day before Christmas. Hawk said if they come to crash our Christmas party, he's putting them all on KP duty for a year and taking away their teleportation rights. Kitty brightened up. We'll all be down in a minute. She walked over, scratched Lockheed's ears, and walked out, making sure to close and lock the door behind her. Downstairs, things were relatively normal. Tappy and Sam were flirting in one corner of the room, while a horde of Jamies were decorating the lower branches of the tree. Rope was standing in a, in a, on, a, on a corner, sulking. <laughs> Misspelling one, and Remy was trying to coax her into joining the festivities. Peter with Scott and Jean was decor was decorating the upper half of the tree, Jean making sure she was far away from the punch bowl that Hank had set out earlier. Storm was sitting and chatting with Ray while Kurt watched them from a distance, a guilty look on his face. Logan had returned to trying to set up the lights on a second tree in the other half of the room, and Angel who had been invited to spend Christmas with them, was helping. Forge was working on some gadget in one corner of the room, and Amara and Roberto were helping Beast in the kitchen. Hold on, wait. Beast in the kitchen. Okay, he said it up earlier. Not a continuity error. Xavier sat in the middle of the whole thing, smiling. The only face Kitty could see was missing was missing was Bob what was missing was Bobby. And she had heard him say earlier he was going to make ice sculptures for the lawn. Kitty looked in the corner of the room unoccupied by a trio or a person. The tall wooden box standing there was about six feet wide on all sides and about ten feet tall. How did you get that in here? she asked Logan. Elf ported it in, replied Logan, as he attempted to untangle a string of lights from one of the boxes. Hey, Warren, can you give me a hand? he called, gesturing to the winged man who was on the other side of the tree. Kitty wandered off just in time to see Peter excuse himself from the tree and come her away. Kitty gestured for him to follow her into the hallway. What is it? she asked. Just wishing Il Iliana was here, said Peter with a sigh. She can't leave Limbo for a while yet, and I miss her. I suppose that's why I was attracted to, y to you.
God, it's doing the kitty Peter. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> what a straightforward Russian man. What? <laughs> she had no idea. What? Kitty blinked. Kitty, you remind me so much of my sister, confessed Peter. It was as if you were a substitute for her, one I could protect and love as, as more than a sister. But as a sister figure is all you really are to me now. If, if you hate cast questionable storylines from the 1980s, clap. I know she's safe. I guess what I'm trying to say is, Kitty put a finger to his lips. I understand, Peter. She gave him a sad smile. Peter sighed. I never meant to hurt you, Kitty, but I had to tell you. Peter, I'm not hurt at all for play, Kitty. I'm just glad you're not a sex offender. <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't say that. I'm just glad you have the courage to admit it now rather than drag it out. I still care for you, but we can be just friends if you still want to. Peter smiled at his now ex-girl... At his now ex-girlfriend. Were they dating? Did she not know they were... That's a continuity error! <laughs> I do, he said, slipping one hand behind her to pat her back. Now, come on, let's go rejoin the others. Kitty smiled. Sure, Peter, and without any quotation marks. Yay for the paragraphs, though. As the pair walked back into the living room, Kitty looked around again. Not much had changed, except for one little detail. Kurt was nowhere to be seen. As Peter walked over to join Logan and Warren at their tree, seeing that Scott and Jean had the first one pretty much done, Kitty looked around to see where Kurt had gone to. He hadn't heard anything from Amanda in weeks since she left the mansion, and I've been a little depressed because of it lately. And she was certain that wasn't the only reason. And if you're wondering who Amanda is, Amanda is his adopted si uh, Romani sister, that's the right term to call it. And uh, it was, she was his girlfriend? If you're not a fan of X-Men, you're very confused right now and concerned. And I'm just concerned. <laughs> just because you're not related by blood doesn't mean you should have sex with your <laughs> They still count. <laughs> next to her to see Jamie standing there. Oh, what's up, Jamie? Replied the, replied the younger boy. He handed her an envelope and turned away. The mysterious younger boy. Kitty watched him go, then returned to her room to examine what he'd given to her. The only identifying mark was her name written across the front. Kitty, Kitty slit the slit. That is right, actually, the envelope opened and removed the single sheet of paper from it. She frowned as she read the words it had for her. Kitty, I need to talk to you. Since Amanda's been out of touch, I haven't had anyone I could talk to. You're the only one who can really listen, like she did. Meet me in the X-Shed as soon as possible. Kurt. Kitty frowned. What was so important that he, that he asked her to meet him? 
Okay, we're at two for grammar errors. We're at two. Not, not, a, not, a, not an unreasonable number. We're at two or three. To be in the extent. Shrugging, she scratched her snoozing dragon again and phased through the door. A few minutes later, she entered the landing bay for the exit and let herself in. She called. Period. Uncapitalized acid. God damn it! The first time I said there were that many! I need to stop manifesting this crap! Kurt walked out of the shadows. You came. No quotation marks for dialogue. Of course I did, silly, she replied. What is it? Kurt sat down inside. It's just, I was hoping Amanda will be able to join us for Christmas. And I haven't heard from her since, well, you know when. Kitty sat down, too. I was hoping Lance at least would be able to come, but I haven't heard from him either. I know how you feel. Don't you already have one boyfriend? <laughs> what the hell? Kitty has most actually is so having multiple partners. That's yeah. Actually, it's just Kitty. It's... Anyway, here as Kurt. Last I saw, you and Peter were pretty close, and also, by the way, you're still underage. He just broke up with me," replied Kitty. At Kurt's confused look, she clarified. He said I was more like a sister than a girlfriend. Also, I was 14 when I first flirted with a grown man, and even the guy who wrote that was like, Ugh, maybe I shouldn't have done that years later. <laughs> Excuse me. Kurt sighed. Miss her, Kit. Miss her, Kitty? What? I understand, replied Kitty. She slipped a hand onto his shoulder. Don't worry, she'll be here soon. I just know it. Kurt's face brightened. You mean it? Of course, you silly elf, replied Kitty. She reached a hand, she reached a hand up and must, must his hair. Amanda wouldn't miss Christmas with you for the world. Kurt smiled. And let's say we rejoin the others and... <coughs> Bless me, Mazel Tov. <laughs> Kitty grabbed his hand and stood up. Kurt concentrated, and one bamf later, they were in the middle of the chaos. The peaceful scene from earlier was no more. Tabby and Sam are laughing as Ray and Roberto chase them all over the room, and... They're people I don't remember. With Jamie... <laughs> There's lots of ex-people. With Jamie and Ford chasing after them. Followed by Bobby, apparently back from his ice sculpting, chasing all six and trying to freeze their feet. Remy had given up trying to get Rogue out of the corner and had joined Logan and Peter at the tree. Amara had joined Rogue in the corner as well, and the two were rolling their eyes at the scene. Warren was next to it, standing next to Xavier. I said it before, and I'll say it again here, remarked. Is it always this crazy here? Compared to when the misfits are here, this is calm. This is calm, actually, replied Xavier. He winced as something broke. The last time we had a chase scene in the mansion, everyone who was here participated. And I do mean everyone, except me. Except me. <laughs> the guy in the wheelchair had to clarify that. And Roberto, who was indisposed on their tennis courts. <laughs> Except me! I'm in a wheelchair! <laughs> she probably, the author probably did. <laughs> oh gosh, it's the last 
stuff they can't do because I'm in a wheelchair and got paralyzed in the Korean War. Merry Christmas. Oh gosh, things Professor Hex can do. He, but he can still make kids and find girlfriends. <laughs> Warren shook his head. Somehow, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised either. He's kind of a dick, actually. <laughs> Initially, it's those two separate chapters. Circumstances require. He couldn't do uphill skiing. Up, up, crap, I'm about to get cancelled. Okay, circumstances require that I merge them. But at any rate, the Kitty Peter romance is over. Because I needed it to be a peaceful ending rather than the nasty breakup she had with Lance in the first half of the Misfit Chronicles. But fear not, Peter will find himself another girlfriend before this fic is out. Who is it? I'm not going to say, but is it Rogue? Oh my gosh, that would be such a throwback if it was. Because Rogue and Colossus were a proposed couple because in his metal form, she could totally touch him. At... But she did get with other. How much X-Men can I spot? Oof. There's a lot of X-Men to spoil. Anyway, by the way, I intended there to be more insanity, but this is the best I could do. As for the Kurt Kitty scene, it just snuck itself in there. I wasn't planning it, nor am I going to make them a couple. Couple. Kurt and Amanda go together too well for me to break them up. It's his sister lover. Next. <laughs> yeah. Professor X doesn't have a sister lover, but he does have an evil psychic twin sister, which... If you don't know X-Men, that sounds like a bad soap opera plotline, but if you do, she is a nasty female dog. <laughs> Next up, the first night of Hanukkah, and the introduction of a new chapter. Notice I said not. The plot is about to begin, so settle back for a night of surprises. Or not, it's your choice, and how much time does that... It... Do we... Or... I could go on a rant about all the ex... You know what? We're gonna stop there so I can talk about X-Men! <laughs> if you wanna read Because you're not the host of the show, <laughs> But you can go skiing. <laughs> Hopefully you can go skiing. There's seven chapters and there's and there the first night of Hanukkah, X-Men, Meet Minnie Kitty, Madness at the Mole. Oh, they had to do a mall thing. It was X-Men. You have to do one of those. Afternoon in the Danger Room, the second night of Hanukkah, and Christmas Eve, the sixth night of Hanukkah. So you can go read those. And this Okay. Honestly, I love the lore and references and all the characters they fit in here because they got Forge in here and he is awesome and honestly, he is like the best match for Storm, but people lie to themselves about it. I you know, I don't want to say it's a good thing Chadwick Boseman died, but since he died, guess who Storm can get within the movies? <laughs> She's certainly not going to get with.
If she did get with Dr. Doom, though, it could be a temporary. You know what? I'd still watch that, but I am so storage. I'm such a storage fan. <laughs> it's the Storeman Forge. I just invented that. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, so this is pretty solid. I love it. They have so many good ex-people in here. I can't remember who Amara... Amara is an ex-person, so if I can't remember all these ex-people, I'd say pretty good job, but there were some grammar and spelling errors and one continuity issue, so, you know, I'll give it that, although it's like a big... It was a dramatic Scooby-Doo level where the house kept expanding shrinking. Being a condo and not a condo. That was hard to keep up with, honestly, but this is... I, I just want quotation marks for dialogue. All I want for Christmas is quotation marks for dialogue. And those two novels I saw at Barnes & Noble that do not inspire me to go on a cruise. <laughs> One was about the true story of Moby Dick. Did you know that? If I explain that, I'd probably still get less hate than, than saying whoever said the X-Men are my first line up is an man. <laughs> because people don't have reports. <laughs> anyway, this, if you like X-Men, definitely give this a shout out. And let's see what Anon E. Mouse Jr. has also written. No, I don't want to. Did you know there's pop-up ads on fanfiction.net? That's how old it is. And also, their picture is a cool shark, so good for you. Their profile was updated on October 13th, so they're still pretty active. And she has written for X- They have written for X-Men Evolution, Digimon, Harry Potter, My Little Pony, X-Overs, Crossovers, ugh, Crossovers, and, excuse me, Disney. And uh, Oh, and they're pretty, and she has different, they have different profiles out, so... And oh, and they're going to talk you too. And let's see, comic based. And oh, they're. This is, damn, this is like a journal. Where are their stories? Oh, here they are. He has a lot. I, dang, she has a lot of 90s, like early 2000s kind of comic book animation. I'd say animation related stuff, so. It's. It's cut there. What? Okay, that was almost 2003. This one is from 2017, which seems old, but for fan fiction years, not that old. I, crap, I probably have a fan fiction I had an idea for in 2017 and never even wrote it. So at least, you know what? The Anon E. Mouse Jr. wrote it. So. Good for you, and honestly, just add in the quotation marks and fix those minor grammar, and that's okay. The continuity error was a, was a bit more, uh, how did you forget you're dating someone? But honestly, at least no one miraculously came back from the dead and no one said anything. <laughs> we forgot about that funeral we had last chapter. Welcome back. That, that, that's fun. Anyway, that was me clicking back to the story. Winter Holidays X-Men style. And if you enjoy the show, give it, give us a like. And 
if you already listen, thanks for having ears. There's also a Facebook page. Don't forget, you can submit your own fan fiction. And also, send your hate mail to me for saying for saying that whoever said the X-Men are diverse enough is a butthat to the Facebook page because I need the engagement. But if you have praise, you can also go to the Facebook page and do that too because I like making friends who aren't concerned with what my face looks like. <laughs> Because people are weird on the internet. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day, Nider, whenever we are listening to to this. And happy all the holidays. And what is next week? Is next week? Oh! I, I, wait, should I? Ooh, what is next week? No, no, next, the next one is, week is Christmas, but after that, this, this is great. Hermione on, on, I asked this schedule for Christmas Eve when I won't record it on Christmas Eve, I'll be out of town, but you know, let's go. I just want to tell you about this great story. Hermione visits Uaga. Uagadu, U- Uagadu, that's how you say it. School of Magic for Kwanzaa. How they celebrate. <laughs> I'm already seeing as a documentary, and Emma Watson thinks she's saving everyone there, and they, she's telling everyone, you're welcome for showing up because she's such a relatable person. <laughs> I put three black squares on my Instagram account. Uh, anyway. That was the show, and that is the preview of the delightful holiday content we have coming up. And thank you for listening again, and this is definitely the end. And have a good day, night, whatever vibes. <laughs>